Today's episode is somewhat different and the tables have flipped a little. I'm borrowing an interview from my good friend, my mentor, Jenilee Samuel. Also notice Java with Jen is interviewing me. The host became the guest. This episode originally aired on our YouTube channel as part of a video series she did leading up to the original release of our movie, The First Step. You can catch this and the rest of the interviews on Studio 220 Films' YouTube channel. The link will be in the description below. So grab a snack and meet me back where my podcasting journey began, in Jenna Lee's studio. Hey, Prime Majors. I can't believe we're in season two. Last season, we heard some powerful testimonies and stories of how my guests discovered their own path to purpose. We learned of their challenges, triumphs, and lessons they learned along the way. This season, we're diving deeper. Brand new guests and some old friends with a brand new twist. Our mission is the same, to offer you a front row seat to stories that can help you change your life. Whether you're seeking a fresh perspective, in need of inspiration, or craving the motivation to steer your life toward a greater purpose, we're here to help. So as we kick off the new season, I encourage you to listen, learn, and if needed, change. Let the stories shared here transform your thinking and allow God to repurpose you for His purpose. Your life has a divine blueprint, and it's time to uncover it, live it, and inspire others to do the same. Season two starts now. So how did you, I don't know if this is a silly question, but how did you actually practically get involved in this movie? I know you're married to the project, but how did you get it pulled in? Um, so... This has been a dream of Jerry's for ever, for as long as I've known him and, and much longer beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so we just decided to open up a, a studio and it's uh, called 220 Studios. And we first started to do commercial because, you know, we needed income and and I'm working outside the home and he is running the business from home. So we were looking for projects to do and just something in the back of my mind, seek ye first the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. seek ye first the kingdom of God, because the the money wasn't coming in. We had one project and, you know, so Jerry said, I really want to do movies. So he kind of put something out on social media and a guy contacted him that had written a script and sent it to us and it just kind of went from there. Wow. And so now I know sometimes when couples get into a thing together, some couples are like, hey, that's your thing. This is my thing. I work outside the home. You do your thing. I'll cheer for you, but I don't want to be involved. How did you get pulled into the project and what exactly do you do in the movie? Um, so that's that's a funny question because that was my, that was I'll, I'll bankroll, I'll bankroll business uh-huh. and I will be, um, you know, I'll make phone calls because I'm the social butterfly, uh, but I know nothing about anything. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't even do the cotton, the clapboard. So um, I know nothing about that. So um, that was my original role. Okay. And then once the movie was made, I told Jerry, I was there every day. I was on set every single day. Uh-huh. Uh, I told Jerry, I do not want to see this movie until while you're editing it. I don't want to see any of it. I've seen all of it. Oh, no. So because he needs, you know, the extra set of and does this music sound good and how does that scene go and and then 
we actually had to have more sets of eyes because we were sitting down watching it with our daughter Mm -hmm. and she noticed something that we we've seen this movie together probably seven or eight times yeah and she said we got finished and she had not seen it and jerry said well how do you like it he's and the very first thing she said well this happened and then it cut away and it went back to him and that was happening Uh and we're like oh wow so and so yeah too, too many eyes are never enough. So you're like professional opinion giver and... Oh, yeah, and I'm very good at that. <laughs> that is my role in life. I love it. Okay, so now you work outside the home. Tell us what's your career, what's your industry. Okay, I'm a, an emergency room nurse okay. in a level three trauma center. This is true. Okay, so whenever I was on the set with you guys, I always felt more secure having you there. So even though you feel like maybe your role was not so defined, it was great having you there. You could tell that you were offering strength to your husband, and then having a nurse on set was just comforting. And so I liked having you oh, on I set. I appreciate that. Yeah, my my main job in life that I guess self-appointed or what uh, is to be an encourager to my husband. I mean... I like to say I'm his biggest cheerleader. Uh-huh. I'm his uh, married wife. Of course, he's got several work wives. Um, <laughs> and you'll meet, uh, you'll interview some of them, um, but um, he's not going to find a bigger cheerleader than me. He's fantastic. That's a blessing. And I know he appreciates that. No. <laughs> I love it's it. It's a two-way street because he, um, um, there's a well-known family that's always on TV. And I won't call their names because they're not Christian, but... Um, my husband brings me tea every morning in bed, uh-huh. and um, whether whether I have to be at work at six or whether I have to be at work at six p.m., he wakes up an hour earlier or an hour and a half earlier, brings me tea, sometimes breakfast in bed every single morning for ten years. Oh, so yeah, and I always say, I, you know, at the risk of sounding like so and so on TV, uh-huh. um, I'm a little spoiled. So now, did you ever? And I don't know if this is a silly question again, but did you ever see yourself? Working in film work because some people like your husband felt like he was born in with that in his imagination, you know, built in. But did you ever see yourself working in this industry? No, not at all. When I was in nursing school, uh-huh. um, I didn't go to nursing school until I was in my 40s. Uh-huh. And uh, Jerry and I were dating and um, I had to do some commercial work, if you will, for uh, projects for the nursing program. Uh-huh. Um and things that were being shown to the, oh, they're horrible. Oh, oh, not an actor. And and I have a small role in this film, a small speaking role as a nurse. Okay. So I thought, well, of course, you know, I'm a nurse. I can say this. I say this line all the time. I said it last night. Uh-huh. Um, I was horrible. Oh. <laughs> when you get to my, just to blink, you know, whatever, don't, oh. don't. It's so it's your big debut. <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, long story, no, I didn't, I never saw myself in this industry. Okay, well, you know, life just throws us surprise curveballs, and I feel like some of God's greatest treasures are buried in those curveballs we didn't expect. You know, some of them are painful, and some of them are beautiful, but when God's involved, it always ends good, you know? Absolutely. And so I just love that. I love that. Okay, so what's a funny story? You've seen a lot. You've experienced the whole movie process. So what's a funny story from on set? Um, a lot of the back behind the scenes things. The funniest thing that I can think of is um, in one of the film, in one of the scenes, um, one of the couples are coming up to the door of the house. And it's supposed to be fall around um, Thanksgiving-ish. And fall in southeast texas is you know summer yeah. so um the leaves have fallen from the trees but we were trying to make them blow across the 
and we were behind a truck with um, with a big styrofoam prop, just just giving it our all. Uh, we ended up with a leaf blower uh-huh. that um, we thought we could edit out the sound, but we couldn't get it to turn off. Oh no! And so we're laughing, and he la- it was that that to me was my funny the funniest scene. That's the- hilarious. Well, now I can't wait to see that scene. When you see it, you'll you'll go. Oh, no, I've got some backstory for it. Okay. So what would you say is your favorite scene? Obviously, you can't give away the storyline, but what is your favorite scene from having been the onlooker, the extra set of editing eyes? What's your favorite? Um, my favorite, I have several scenes. Um, there are some dream sequence scenes okay. between the two stars and the way they just interact with each other. Um you're laughing, you're laughing until you cry, you get a tear in your eye. Oh. So just watching the two uh, actors, Joe's Marie and Chad, mm-hmm. um, act against each other, um, they're just, the chemistry is, it's, it was so fun on uh-huh. set, even in the serious moments, uh-huh. that those, uh, the dream sequences mm-hmm. are are my favorite. Okay, that's really exciting. Um, so now what? Because I know that the the plot of the movie color covers a scope of emotion and experiences. Mm-hmm. What was the hardest scene to watch? Oh, um, I mean, don't give away. No, I'm not spoilers. Uh, <laughs> the hardest scene for me to watch is also one of the dream sequences, and it it in that one scene it goes from sadness to joy to just sweetness. And back to sadness, all in the same like scene. And um, we had a, a girl on set that's really funny, and uh, she she prides herself on being really tough. Uh-huh. And she was like, "Why are my eyes watering? Oh, my eyes watering!" We were all crying oh. on that scene, and and that it was very emotional, very touching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was tough tough for me to watch. That was a tough one. Okay. Well, I'm personally really excited about the fact that. It feels like now local movies have a reputation of being unimpressive, underwhelming, you know, maybe not good acting, whatever. But from the clips I've seen and from the scenes I I was an extra on, Mm -hmm. from everything I've heard, it seems like there's just really quality, like they did a great job. And so what was your experiencing witnessing some of them are first time, you know, actors? What was your perspective of the whole Uh, thing? Most of them are first time actors. we had two that came in from San Antonio, uh-huh. um, and the rest were first time. I think Joe Murray's been in a couple of commercials. Uh-huh. Um, Chad is a stage actor, uh-huh. which is completely different. You know, you have to project all the way to the back mm-hmm. uh, of the of the room, but he had to pull on nuances. Uh, John John is a uh, is a professional actor, but most are um, first time, and you would not be able to tell it um anthony which you will you will interview him um we were we had never we had not seen him act uh we'd seen him like jokingly act in one of the first scenes uh-huh. um but there's a scene that he gets very serious in mm. and um when it's over <laughs> we were filming in joe's mary and uh brian's house uh-huh. and uh he had brian had gone upstairs to bring the put the kids to bed mm-hmm. and when that scene was over we all Joe's Marie actually fell on the ground just oh my word she's very dramatic about how, how Anthony had done 
and Brian came running down the stairs thinking something bad had happened. So it um, it does not. I mean, I know I'm married to the director, and um, and it's our our studio that's putting it out. But right. it does not feel like a um, a local production. That's so much so that we. I don't know if I'm giving away a secret, but. Um, possibly may have some people from Capernaum Studios, Ooh. maybe. And for those of those those that don't know, that's where The Chosen was um, filmed on their first season. Maybe, keep our fingers crossed, they may uh, they may be at the, the premiere. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh, that'd be so exciting. Okay, so you walk through the whole thing, and this is really yours and your husband's like, now, he has years of experience in this industry, right? But as you guys overseeing a project, this is the first major project that you guys have done yes. together and mm-hmm. with the studios. Mm-hmm. So what life wisdom have you learned? I'm sure you've learned a lot from the whole thing. Mm-hmm. What life wisdom have you, you know, experiences have a way of giving us those little nuggets along the way that it's like, ooh, that'll preach, you know? So yes. what life wisdoms have you drawn from this whole experience? Um, when we first started, we wanted to be a faith-based film company Mm -hmm. that didn't produce films for the church. We want to reach non-churched. And um, in order to do that, you have to be, you don't soften the message, Mm -hmm. you soften the delivery. Mm -hmm. And one of our, um, hang on, get in the car. One of our um, mottos is no hammers. And we had some people on set that are unchurched, and they were touched. Mm-hmm. And um, one has come to church with us. I just, I feel like when you just love people and accept them where they're at, and every everybody is, was, and always will be welcome on our sets. Um, we don't preach to people. We don't take political stands. We don't take any kind of stand we let god do that because we're here to plant seeds yeah you know the bible talks about some planted some watered some delivered i mean some reaped Mm -hmm. uh some sowed um we've been called to plant Mm -hmm. and you know and as jerry likes to tell people um all the way down to an extra that's been blurred out um but you know had an impact on the film if somebody makes it to heaven because of one of our films, mm-hmm. they'll have a crown. I'm, I'm coming. Um, sorry. I get emotional talking about That's this. Okay. Um, you know, they'll have a crown in heaven mm. because someone was saved. Yeah. You know, by something they did or said. We just we just want to love people. Yeah. That's powerful. Well, and you know your why. And when you know your why, as we can see, you retain that passion for what you're doing, which is why you can pay a price and put in the tears and the sweat and the effort to make the thing happen because it's not an easy path. It is not. No, it's not. Well, and I love that you know your lane too. Like I think sometimes we can in our each of our individual journeys, if we don't know, hey, this is the role I play, mm-hmm. then we can get distracted with what roles other people play and what expectations people have of us. But when you know your lane, you can stay in your lane and you can achieve your goal. That's and so, so true. that's amazing. I'm so proud of you guys. You. <laughs> okay, so what would you say, now kind of switching directions a little bit, what would you say, kind of back to your story and you as a person, looking back over your life, you've pulled some wisdom, you've had a lot of experiences, what would you say is your biggest regret in life? Well, mm. I'm going to have to throw a question back at you. Uh-oh. Okay, so um, 
which Julie are you talking to? Are you talking to Julie, the director's wife? Are you talking to Julie, the mom, Julie, the nurse, Julie, the person, just Julie as, you know, I call <laughs> myself all the time. So which Julie are you, are you asking me? Mm-hmm. Let's say just Julie overlooking your whole life. Mm-hmm. The one thing that kind of maybe where you pulled wisdom from it that travels through your, your whole life experience. My biggest regret is that I is that I didn't fall in love with Jesus sooner. Mm. I knew him as God. Yeah. I knew him as God the judge. I knew him as the legalistic mm-hmm. rules and regulations God. But it wasn't until recently that I fell in love with Jesus the Savior. Mm. And Jesus, I'm sorry because I know I'm so good crying. <laughs> I'm doing an ugly cry. You're good. Um, the the Jesus, the the God with open arms, mm. God the Father. You know, that's who I fell in love with, and it's been not too long ago. Yeah. And um, that's my biggest regret is that I didn't fall in love with God the Father, God my Daddy, uh, sooner. Yeah. But I, I love how regrets have a way of making us appreciate on the other side. Certainly. And so you can appreciate, and I can appreciate how the Lord is a redeemer of time mm-hmm. and that he was forgiven much, loves much. And so even though you feel like, hey, I wish it was sooner, like the years of knowing him in this way now are sweeter. Right. Would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, with age comes wisdom, hopefully, not all the time, but hopefully. Um, and looking back, those are regrets that I have, but my life experience has brought me to where I'm at yeah. and to where I'm at in him and with him. So, yeah, you know, can't take change it. it. Yep, take can't it. change it. Take it as it comes. Yep. Okay, so what is your biggest heart stream? Oh, my biggest heart stream. Of course, um, I want 220 to just grow and bust at the seams. Yeah. Um, because the message of God and, and, and his redemption and his love for everybody is um, something that everybody needs. And, um, you know, the world is a dark place. And I can't imagine going through life without him. And my heart's dream is that 220 reaches a lot of people. You know, even, you know, I want it to grow, not necessarily for production value or anything like that but i really it's my heart's desire to see people saved and Mm -hmm. and for us as a company to you know use the devil's tools against him Mm -hmm. and um, do the best we can do for 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 god for the next little bit hopefully just a few weeks jerry my husband and producer and i will be extra busy with the film production side of our company we're putting all the parts together that will launch the production of our latest film chasing faith we are also going to be interviewing some really special guests for this podcast so if you or someone you know has a message you think would be a good fit for jj life on purpose please reach out to me my address is below until next time Please reach back into the vault and listen to some really great episodes. No doubt you will be blessed.